of the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Joining us once again for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. As always, I'm your host, Matt Spectro. Lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan. And you've reached the podcast where we talk comic books, we talk animation. Welcome to episode 106. I'll briefly explain the rules, then we're going to get right into the nitty gritty. Rule number one. We talk comic books, we talk animation, pretty simple stuff. Rule number two, I'm a big fan of the old team-up books, Marvel team-up. Marvel 2-in-1 DC Comics presents, so this is a team-up podcast every week. Myself and a special guest, talking comic books, talking animation. Rule number three, and most important, we gotta have fun. Like I said, it's episode 106, the back-to-school episode. (laughs) I hope you had a nice summer and, uh... Hope you're hitting the books and having a good time going back to school. We're going to bring my guest out. Welcome back to the multiverse, the one and only Max Smashmaster. I'm here. It's been literally two years to the day we just found out. Two years to the day since we last recorded. 2021 feels like a decade ago. It is insane. I can't believe it's been that long. Last time you were here, we talked to the X-Men. Going to mix it up a little bit. And welcome to the back to school episode. X-Men, the animated series, just like the normal X-Men. That's what we did, right? Yeah, we did, uh, I think the first episode, Night of the Sentinels, I think was the name. Yeah, Night of the Sentinels, part one. <laughs> and we were uh, we were both pretty impressed with uh, the outfit Gambit wore when he goes sh- shopping at them. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking Beast Wars, Transformers. Just we... so far up my alley. I've... I think we talked about this, what, like six months ago, but yeah, <laughs> I cannot tell you how pumped I am to talk everything Beast Wars and had to have every old head, you know, be like, oh, you know, that's not Transformers, they're animals. <laughs> F- you, this is my Transformers. Um, yeah, we we planned to try and coincide with the uh, Rise of the Beast film coming out, but scheduling wise we just we just couldn't make it happen yeah we did it coming out on uh dvd there we go that's what we <laughs> coincide with now all right now we have a new feature before we get into the episode that we didn't have last time you're here now we begin every week with a little bit of trivia now not gonna put the pressure on you because uh the track record's not good some guests got their answers but uh episode 106 i think episode 99 was the last time they got, uh, they got the questions right. So. All right, here we go. Considered one of the most valuable Transformers toys, back in 1985, a Optimus Prime variant was released through mail order. But instead of just Optimus Prime as a truck, it was Optimus Prime where his truck was delivering a popular drink. What drink was Optimus Prime delivering in this special variant figure. Oof. So, first off, like I just said, I am a Beast Wars guy. 
My brother probably knows this. I'm going to take a wild guess. Another thing, I was born in 1987, so I wasn't alive. <laughs> For some reason, it pops into my head because it's an 80s thing. I'm going to go with Tab. <laughs> oh, f- that sounded so good in my head. It does. Is it something as simple as like Coca-Cola? <laughs> the 1985 variant was a Pepsi Optimus Prime variant. Pepsi. I, I mean, it's blue, it's white, it's red. I should have known. <laughs> That's why I went with the question because I figured even though it was before your time, I thought the colors would give it away. <laughs> ah, the colors. I, I just figured 1985 tab was a thing. <laughs> well, if uh, uh, I'm sure there's a Rick Fuller variant tab uh, figure out there somewhere. But <laughs> Tab's gone, man. Does it not exist anymore? I think it doesn't exist anymore, yeah. <laughs> Sad. So, we decided to talk Beast Wars Transformers. Now, this was your decision. I'm going to let you take it away a little bit. Is this your first exposure or just your all-time favorite version of Transformers? So, this was... I, I was first exposed through my brother, right? We had, like, old Transformers as I was growing up. Uh, I remember watching a few episodes, but they were basically on, like, before my cartoons were on or like I would watch them and just be like, this looks old to me because when you're a kid, you know, old is old and new is new. So it, it didn't really grab me. I liked Optimus Prime. I had an Optimus Prime figure, but when 1996 rolled around and I was sitting at my babysitter's house before I went to like, whatever it was like third grade and this new 3d show came on i didn't even see that it said transformers for honestly like six months i was just like this is like transformers i was so stupid i didn't read it i was just like it's just beast wars right like and i was so hooked on it and i think that the reason why i was so hooked on it is is that it was like a serialized story that you could follow it episode to episode where even things like Power Rangers were just like, ah, Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week, whatever. It, it's just like a constant barrage. They had like little bits of through line, but this is a story that you can follow from the first episode to the end. We'll, we'll kind of talk about that when we get into the episode here. So before we get into it, uh, we have to uh, talk a little bit about just the uh, Transformers themselves. So Transformers, uh, they're a creation of uh, Hasbro and Takora Tommy. Takara Tommy. Yeah. I'm terrible with pronunciation, so you know. I'm a big action figure nerd, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a great episode on Netflix, a Transformers uh, of a show called The Toys That Made Us. It's all about 80s and super early 90s, like, toys. You should watch it. If you're uh-huh. of that time, it's fantastic. I don't know if I've seen every episode. I've seen definitely seen some of them. The toy line existed in Japan. It was a uh, Diaclone and Microchange. They didn't start out as Transformers. That sort of came later on. The person who came up with the idea of transforming, uh, his name was, here we go with these Japanese names again, Shoji Kawamura. And he came up with the idea of the actual transforming and most of the designs. They were already a proven success in Japan, so Hasbro wanted to bring them over to America. And it happened back in 1984. And actually, uh, some of the original concepts and designs were Marvel Comics actually worked with them. Uh, Jim Shooter, uh, 
Bob Bedinsky and uh, Denny O'Neill were some of the guys who had worked with uh, them. And actually, Denny O'Neill, even though he didn't last long in the project, he actually came up with the name Optimus Prime. Great name. Um, and they were a big deal, but uh, that, this was in the era of cartoons that pretty much existed to sell toys. He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Silverhawks, things like that. Yeah, and I, I think that carried into the 90s. I know there was like Congress, whatever, was like, ah, we should probably make this so it's not just selling toys. But to be honest, I think they should just be to sell toys because my kids would like superheroes a lot more than they do. Well, one of the, uh, I don't know if it's still a, a law, but in the early 80s, you couldn't advertise the toy you were trying to sell during the commercial break of the cartoon based on the toy line. That makes so, sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so if you watch a Transformers cartoon, you would not see a commercial for the toys during the cartoon. But all those cigarette ads that were pumped right towards <laughs> us, those are totally <laughs> fine, right? And that's uh, estimated the Transformers toy line has generated, adjusting for inflation, $25 billion. Jesus. Plus, you know, they've spawned many cartoons over the years, toys, uh, obviously a very popular, maybe not so much now, but a very popular movie franchise uh, seems to have lost its uh, edge with the, uh, the crowds, don't seem to like it as much as they used to. And uh, we're going to go to uh, 1996 for when they did Transformers Beast Wars. Now, this is one of the very first... Uh, complete cgi shows because this uh computer generated animation was very new back in 1996 it I, puts jurassic park to shame is that a- <laughs> 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 no it f-ing sucks it looks terrible but <laughs> but it was so cool when i was a kid it, so um, cool i believe at the time toy story had come out uh, maybe the movie Ants, but there had not been very much. Toy much. Story was for sure out. Toy Story was 95. Jurassic Park was 93. And like, I don't even know what witchcraft they used to make Jurassic Park look so incredible <laughs> at that time. It it still kind of holds up today. Like, I don't yeah, know what yeah. they did. Me and my stepson, we, uh, when Jurassic World came out, we watched the entire series all over again. And other than a few shots, it almost all holds up really well. Really, really good. So, yeah, this is one of the, uh, that's a lot more common now, but back in 1996, not a lot of uh, shows that were completely computer generated. This show ran from 1996 to 1999. The cartoon was developed by Bob Forward and uh, Larry Dottillo, or Dottilio, I think is how you say it. Very controversial at the time because of the massive change of them not transforming into vehicles. They're transforming into beast. Now, had you known that they used to transform into vehicles when you were a kid and you first saw this? Yeah, so I I knew what Transformers was. Uh, I knew that you know what Optimus Prime was. I had like a a little Devastator. I had a Bumblebee. Like I had Transformers, but I never watched the show because it just wasn't on, and there was no accessible way to like really find it. It was just packed full of you know 1990s shows. Uh, first memories are in 1990 so it's really like i had no way of knowing what the show you know what it was and my brother was 12 at the time so it's not like he was just putting on the 1986 movie and crying when optimus died you know like (laughs) it just wasn't it just wasn't around 
So I knew what it was, but I only knew it as like that thing my brother liked. And it was cooler than He-Man, so I was into it. Supposedly there was a catchphrase that was somewhat mocking of the fans who complained where it was truck, not monkey. Uh. Yeah, that, that the people who would complain would be, yeah, back in the early days of message boards, <laughs> they, they wanted it to be a truck, not a monkey. But I thought Optimus Primal, as you'll hear later, is so cool. And what a good play on it. I guess that would be toxic fans in its infancy, I guess they might say. Oh, they've always been around. They just have more of a voice. <laughs> I was kind of unfamiliar because uh, to me, I'd only ever really seen the the original cartoon and I've seen the movies. So I haven't really seen any of the others until we sat down for this. Really, I didn't have much experience with any of the other Transformers series, which there's been a lot over the years. Were you like 23 in 1996? <laughs> like how old were you in 96? Well, I was, uh, I'd rather not say, but, uh, oh. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a child. Let's put it that way. Okay. My brother was 12. So he, even he was like, <laughs> the f*** you watching that for him? <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> what are you talking about? Actually, he was probably yes. a little bit older. He was even like, he was probably 14. So yeah, he, he hated it. So there was a, the original Transformers show and then they brought it back in, uh, 1993 and there was Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Beast Machines sucks. I've I've heard that actually. Yeah. Beast Machines sucks. They did a uh, Transformers Robots in Disguise series. Uh, they did a uh, Transformers Cybertron. There's been quite a few uh, different cartoons. Let's touch on Transformers War for Cybertron because that that was on Netflix. Uh, and they did like three seasons. It was like a trilogy. And the third one introduced the, the Beast Wars characters. And I was, I was psyched. I like made my son watch all the episodes of Beast Wars. I'm like, there's a new thing coming. It's going to have the, you know, it's going to have the Beast Wars in it. And then Optimus Primal comes out and he's like, uh, Hey guys, I'm Optimus Primal. I'm like, what the f? What is this voice? Like everyone <laughs> goes up in arms if Peter Cullen doesn't voice optimus prime why can't we have someone with like a little bit of grit to them do optimus primal he literally sounded like a child like a little fucking wimp like you ruined my life <laughs> <laughs> now um this is uh apparently uh which i was unaware this this takes place 300 years in the future of the original transformers cartoon yeah that's uh that's one way to put it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that would. Why not the past? I, I don't. If I'm not mistaken, they. It's in the future, but then they go back into Earth's past. If I'm understanding the concept correctly. From from what it is is, I know it's in the future because they have the gold disc, and and that's a weird thing that has to be like fully explained especially with the episode that we watched today. But um, the gold disc is from like Earth, our time. It's an actual thing that, that we, we did. I can explain it a little bit, but it, it, it plays a huge part in the episodes. And I couldn't tell you why. It's just like, ah, we had just have this gold disc um, and everyone wants it. It's like a championship belt, right? Like, <laughs> So it must be in the future, but the only 
reason that they're dinosaurs is because they like scanned the ground and they wanted <laughs> they picked up like fossils and they're like oh okay we can turn into these because when they showed up they they weren't you know animals they had to like scan and become whatever was uh on earth so i don't know what happened to all the people it, it doesn't say in 300 years whew, it's not too long now um they tried to take it with a little bit more serious tone with, as you mentioned earlier, an actual storyline that went throughout the seasons. Um, they also managed to get away with a lot more extreme violence because technically it was flying robot parts. So when people blew up, it, was, it wasn't like a person was being blown up. So they could like blow people's arms off and blow up robots and it was okay. It because, happens on the episode we watched. It rips yes. his head off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good. <laughs> it um, they got away with stuff that you normally wouldn't get away with on a cartoon aimed for children. So we are going to go back to March ninth, nineteen ninety eight. The episode "Code of Hero." Most list I could find listed this as if not the best, one of the best episodes ever of the series. And I also think it's like highly rated as one of the best episodes of Transformers. Like in general, across all of them, from what I've seen, yeah, it's uh, every everything I could find on it had this ranked really high. The way we're watching it is like you have no context of what you know it, what this nope. episode's about. <laughs> so watching it is just like, eh, yeah, it's an episode. But if you had like the context of like building up to it, it means a lot. It it actually like hits like there's a there's a good story to pull on the heartstrings here well the episode is uh written by uh ian ware directed by bob forward uh we're gonna get to more details after we watch it we're gonna do a little bit of the uh voice acting i'm not gonna do everybody but optimus primal that's another thing optimus primal and, and megatron i looked it up and not only are they not the original characters supposedly they're not even descendants Nope, they just have the names. <laughs> yeah, they just have the names. He's, he's one of the Megatrons. <laughs> I literally think at one point that they mentioned that or something. He's, he's a Megatron. So uh, he's voiced by Gary Chalk, uh, who's done voice acting for... He's done Optimus Prime and a whole bunch of different Transformers cartoons. He's done voice work and everything from anime dubs to Barbie cartoons to Mega Man. He's done some live action work. He was Sheriff Williams. And the classic Freddy versus Jason. He had a long-term role as Andrew Polichuk on the show Cold Squad, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> that was like his claim to fame when I looked him up, and I've never heard of the show ever. Have you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Gary Chalk, most known for playing Andrew Polichuk on Cold Squad. I was like, what the hell is that? So uh, we also have Megatron. He's voiced by David Kay. He's done Megatron and a bunch of other Transformers on a whole bunch of different shows. He's done voice work on everything from uh, the Clone Wars to Ben 10. He's uh, Duckworth on the uh, DuckTales reboot. Uh, he also was Professor X on the X-Men Evolution cartoon. And uh, finally, the other major player of this episode, Dinobot. And, uh, Dinobot's the shit. He's awesome. <laughs> Donovan's so awesome. I can't wait to explain to you why this matters, but he's so awesome. 
He's voiced by Scott McNeil, who's a very famous Canadian voice actor. He's done tons of anime dubs, everything from Full Metal Alchemist to Inuyashi to Dragon Ball Z. And there's also an X-Men connection. He was Wolverine on X-Men Evolution as well. Okay, okay. Did you pay attention to the voices in these episodes? Because they're ingrained in my head from being a kid. Like, Waspinator, great voice. Rat Trap, great voice. Like, Beast Wars is so awesome, and no one, no one gives it the credit, it seems. One guy sounded a lot like Starscream to me. I think it was the... Pterosaur. Was, yeah, Pterosaur. He sounded a lot Pterosaur or uh, Tarantulas. They, they sound like uh, Starscream. Yeah, Pterosaur I mean, is technically supposed to be Starscream. He flies. He, he literally is is the right-hand man of Megatron in this. So, Yeah, he, he definitely, I, that stuck out of my head as uh, sounding like. And Rat Trap is, is Bumblebee to, you know, to Optimus. So. And uh, before we uh, get into it, what, what, what's your take on the, uh, the live-action Transformers films? I watched it with my son. Uh, oh, all of them, like across the board. Yeah, well, well, the franchise as a whole, and plus, if if you've seen uh, Rise of the Beast, so I liked the first Transformers because I was like, "Oh, this isn't so bad. They did it pretty good." I wasn't, you know, a hard up, you know, nineteen eighty five Transformers fan, so I was excited about it. I watched the second one. Boy, that movie stunk. <laughs> <laughs> that movie stuck. When Devastator's walk, you know, climbing over the guy and he's got big Devastator Transformer balls, I was like, <laughs> this movie is trash. It's so bad. So I never watched any of them after that until Bumblebee. Bumblebee is a great movie. That is probably the best Transformers movie. If you, if you haven't watched just Bumblebee, watch that one. Disregard the rest. The rest stink. Uh, I do think Rise of the Beast was fine it was okay i am not like up in arms jumping out of my seat for it although one thing did you watch it i have not seen it oh there's a little stinger at the end a little a little tease at the end that got me a little excited if it happens it'll be it'll be pretty exciting well um it's funny you bring it up because i saw the first one and then i saw it to Revenge of the Falling, and I thought that movie was so goddamn bad, I've never seen a Transformers film since. <laughs> <laughs> so, you watched the second one and hated it? I hated it. The second one was so bad, I was like, I, I've never watched one since that. Uh, Maybe you want to spit in the movie theater. It, it was, like, beyond dog shit. <laughs> it made the first one look like Citizen Kane. It, was, it really did. Like, it was so stupid. I, I hated the second one so much. I, I haven't gone back and watched the first one since. And I liked it. Like, I was I was into it. I watched the first one one more time with my nephew, I think. But, yeah. Part two was so unbelievably stupid. I, I, I've, I've never gone back. <laughs> it was the worst. But, on that note, we are going to take our break. And we are going to watch... Beast Wars, Transformers, Code of Hero. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. In the beginning came the beasts, but nature lies. They're robots in disguise. Beast Wars, 
heroic new Maximals battle the evil reptile and insect forces of the Predacons. Evil Waspinator changes from insect to high tech and puts the sting on Cheetor. But there's more to Cheetor than meets the eye. Under the skin lurks a robot within, with hidden weapons firing all new Beast Wars. Each sold separately. And catch Transformers Rise of the Beasts in theaters June 9th. Decepticons! Attack! Shaker Autobots! Now you can watch the incredible adventures of the Transformers as heroic Autobots battle evil Decepticons five days a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Transformers are like nothing you've seen before. Don't miss a single day. The Transformers! The Transformers, Monday through Friday at 4. Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent-looking podcast... back and hopefully you just also watched beast wars transformers code of heroes well i will say that <laughs> a little bit dated on the cgi i'll say that. <laughs> i like that sometimes you look at the rocks and they're like ah we needed to stretch this rock out so the texture is just literally stretched out is smeared across this rock like <laughs> it's real bad uh from what i i've heard the reason why uh there's never like a big action sequence in any of these like with multiple this was kind of like the biggest action sequence where there's like people shooting and everything is that they just couldn't fit that many polygons like it would just, it would just crash whatever they were using so you never get like a full-on full-scale like 10 on 10 battle it's it's two people shooting and then another shot of two people shooting back and then one shot of two transformers fighting so you never get all of them on screen at once well it's funny you say that it's, um they said that this the show had less characters due to the they couldn't do it with the cgi they couldn't generate as many characters as they could on a hand-drawn cartoon but i'll tell you there's a thousand toys with like a thousand different you know transformers there's so many and like really cool ones that they just never brought to the show at all never made an appearance once <laughs> so we open in a jungle where these two i don't know if you call them you wouldn't quite call them neanderthal more of a more in the missing link vein I those guys had a bad day <laughs> those guys had a had a rough one did they both or did one of them uh get Bitten by a, a giant, well, not, not giant, but a very large snake. A huge snake comes, and they're freaking out, right? <laughs> That's the start of their bad day. But it all, I like that little kind of side story. Uh, have you ever read Watchmen? Yes. It's kind of like the pirate tale that's going on during Watchmen. It's just a little side, a little tidbit that put, you know pays off in the end. It's great. 
but yeah, those dudes having a rough one. The snake. So we we go to the the Autobots uh, ship, which it, I mean it turns out to be Dinobot, but I, I was holding a sword, but I was very confused when I, when I first came on because I I didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh uh, yeah, he's holding a sword. First off, they're not Autobots. I apologize. <laughs> they're Maximals. Okay. <laughs> right. well, well, I'll say the good guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they say that there's a temporal wave in the future that's it'll reach Cybertron in 2.218 decacycles. Oh, decacycles. Yeah, so when I was thinking <laughs> that, I was like, ooh, what is a decacycle? And I thought way too much about this while watching the episode. It's like, if like a decacycle is, or a cycle is a day, and deca is 10, so it's like, what, 40 days? Like, that's pretty quick. So the, I didn't do the math, but uh, that that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, right. So he gets into an argument with. Uh, now you're gonna help me out with the name of this one. That uh, who did he get? What was the the the, the rat one? Was it Rat Trap? Rat, rat trap. trap. He's basically Bumblebee. So they've always kind of been at odds. All right, I need to explain. You need a little bit of context on who Dinobot is. It's all right. First episode. Both these, uh, whatever the the ships, the Decepti- or not the Decepticons, but the. The Predacons and the Maximals, their ships crash on this planet. And the, they come out, they, they find their uh, their forms, whatever. And immediately Dinobot's like, Megatron, you f- moron. You crashed us here. There's too much energon on this planet. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and I'm going to take over. That's literally what, this, in the first five minutes of the show, he's like, I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to be the new leader. I can't remember exactly what happens, but he loses. And he goes to uh, Optimus. He's like, now I'm here. I'm going to beat your ass and I'm going to take over. Uh, I left the Predacons. I'm a Maximal now, but I'm the leader. So Optimus is like, uh, I don't think so, pal. And Dinobot's like, let's fight to the death. Literally the first episode. Let's fight to the death. Yikes. Dinobot's just beating the piss out of him. Just f***s him up. Just kicks Optimus's ass. But then... Megatron comes and he's trying to kill them while, you know, they're on a bridge and uh, he's trying to shoot the bridge out so he can kill both of them. Smart idea. And uh, so he starts attacking. Optimus slips and uh, the rest of the Maximals fight off Megatron. And then Dinobot's like, nah, I'm not letting you you lose like that. Like, you slipped. I didn't beat you. I have a little bit of honor. I'm not a, you know, I'll be under you, but I'm not going to be happy about it. And that's the context it's set up in the first episode and it pays off here. It's like, he was a bad guy. He was bad. He was tough. He was so f***ing cool. He's like the perfect anti-hero for that late 90s kid. Loved him. So, yeah. And Ratchet is always like, I can't trust you, pal. Well, uh, he does have a line about uh, his destiny is coming and his past actions cannot be undone. So, again, Again, a little, little foreshadowing going on there. Uh, then we get a little bit of an aerial recon with, uh, I believe it's uh, Cheetor? Yeah, Cheetor. Who kind of looks like uh, one of the, the things from Voltron to me. All right. You need some more context. So originally, <laughs> Cheetor looked like a normal cheetah, and so did uh, Rat Trap look like a normal rat. But then they had some new toys they wanted to sell. So they're like, uh, let's make them transmetals. 
so they turned him kind of like metal, and that's why they look. He looks like Voltron. He's a he's a trans metal. Uh-huh. and that's why um, Megatron doesn't look like a normal T Rex. He's like a metal T Rex. In the second season, they turn trans metal. So yeah, he uh, discovers Megatron and Rampage, and he calls in Dinobot. Is going to do some follow up. He's going to back him up. Have we got to the point where Dinobot? transforms into raptor form and then pulls out a gun and cocks it, which is like, (laughs) it's one of the more insane things I've seen in any television show. He goes full raptor, pulls out like a Glock and then just starts sprinting in raptor form, holding a gun. Great stuff. That was pretty much the next scene. Yeah. (laughs) You get a, a robot dinosaur with a gun. <laughs> uh, he ends up uh, coming across uh, the uh, the uh, tarantula. Is that the uh, tarantulas? Yeah. Who's going to eat a eat an antelope? Apparently, in this scene, he caught an antelope. He was just having some lunch. Tarantulas <laughs> so, is an asshole, though. So apparently, the, these robots eat like living things. Don't think too much about it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he was just going to kill it. Well, you could be right. Um, he wants some information from him. Uh, he's, first, he's not going to tell him anything. <laughs> he whoops his ass. And he just kicks the crap out of him. <laughs> so good. So he ends, up, he ends up riding him to where Megatron is. Have we got to the point where Dinobot buries himself underground and then Tarantulas like, drives over him? He puts the gun to his chest like he punches it through the ground. It puts the gun to his chest. What a G move. Yeah, that's what he, yeah. when he, he when he's trying to sneak, eat the antelope, he's, yeah, he's buried himself on the ground. <laughs> Somehow knew he would drive over this exact spot <laughs> just to stick a gun to his chest. So we get uh, Megatron, who uh, he has the golden disc. Yes. They're going to uh, record shooting, uh, Rampage shooting a uh, mountaintop. Where uh, Megatron and Rampage really uh, don't like each other. They seem to be really bickering in this scene. Yeah, I can't tell you too much about Rampage. For some reason, he does not come to mind when I think of all these episodes. But yeah, he, they're not they're not friends for some reason here. And uh, he says that he's going to... Uh, he can use this disc to change reality. And uh, you can see the future. Do you so know what that disc is? Not exactly, no. I, uh, All right. I know it says that it contains images of the future, if I'm not mistaken. Which is insane. <sighs> because that disc is, is a real-life thing. We put it on a, a satellite called Voyager 1. And it basically has components of, like, where Earth is in the galaxy, where... You know, like what our speech is like, what a few sounds of of Earth. If you look at it in the episode, it says sounds of Earth on it. We put that disc in a space, like in a satellite, and we shot it out into outer space in like 1977. Like this is a real thing that happened. You can look it up. Voyager 1. We shot it out into outer space and it's like it'll reach the next galaxy or whatever in a f***ing million years. But that's what we we sent it out there to be, like, picked up. And I don't know why. Maybe they just thought it was, like, a cool idea. 
but they use it for <laughs> Beast Wars. But if it's about the future, then they are in the past, but it's supposed to take place 300 years in the future, which is some someone got real high and wrote that or something. I don't know. Well, he discovers that uh, the human race spawns from this very valley that they're standing in. So if uh, they can just destroy the entire valley, they're going to prevent humans from ever existing. Yes. Yeah, the two humans that we saw, Adam and Eve, the Neanderthals. Dinobot has this pretty cool scene where he says that the future isn't set, and he says, uh, I am a warrior. Let the battle be joined. <laughs> Dinobot's awesome. <laughs> so there is uh, this pretty awesome fight where uh, he pretty much takes on all of the of the bad guys. Yep. Yeah, you don't see too much of anyone else, like, it's just him kicking ass, fighting everyone. And uh, there's a pretty important part that if you don't know anything about Beast Wars, like he just starts losing power for some reason. And that <laughs> that won't make any sense unless I explain it. Yeah, go, go for it. You've been pretty much explaining it all, so you might as well keep going. Yeah, so like when they land, and I, I think this also comes down to like it's too hard for them to produce that many polygons for the show so they're like uh let's put them in the beast form because it's smoother and has less like shiny bits and it also gives them a reason to be in beast form they gave they say there's too much energon on this planet we need to use our beast form to shield ourselves from the energon or we'll we'll die even though that's that's what they're there for they're there for energon so that's why he starts like going into stasis mode because it starts killing them so he basically just kills himself in this episode, if we, which we will get to next. Well, uh, Optimus Prime orders him to stand down and wait for backup, but Dinobot ain't having that. No, hell no. Like, literally, uh, he takes them all on. Like, he, uh, he stabs uh, one of them. I think it's, uh, is it, I don't know how to say this, Black, uh, Bar- Black, Black Arachnia. Yeah, he stabs Black Arachnia, actually stabs him. Takes Waspinator's head into Rampage's cannon and causes it to backfire. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Of course, he's kind of beat up by the time he confronts uh, Megatron. This Megatron is a little bit more... Uh, the, I mean, the one from the 80s was cocky, but this one is a little bit more... Uh, he sounds a little more pretentious than, than the other Oh, one. yeah. He's very much like a... More of a... A nice Englishman. <laughs> Megatron captures one of the uh, those Neanderthal men. To, tells him to back off, or he's going to hurt him. He's uh, he's pretty much even though he's got the upper hand because Megatron hasn't really done any damage, but uh, Dinobot's gotten the the crap kicked out of him. And then he says, "How uh, I must improvise," and he builds like a little. Makeshift axe with a long piece of wood and a, a giant rock. He, he makes it Stormbreaker. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically Stormbreaker. And he summons his one final act, optic blast after he knocks it out of his hand and he destroys the disc. Oh, yeah. And, and before that, he couldn't get any more energy to, to shoot the optic blast. So, boom, he finally hits it, explodes the disc. Fucking so awesome. 
the optimist, uh, well, not the good guys do finally show up, but uh, even though Megatron's retreated, it looks like it's too late for Dinobot. He's too far gone. And I uh, even says, uh, I have nothing to regret. Tell my tale, good with the bad. Let, let me be judged accordingly. And then his all spark goes out, which I thought was kind of crazy. To I haven't even watched the show, and I thought it was crazy that this guy was getting killed. Yeah, he was a main main character, like side by side with Optimus. Uh, he didn't take no no shit. He he just he was just like I don't know. He was so cool, uh, especially to me as like an eight year old, like this. He had a, the coolest weapon. He had that spinning sword, and then he also his tail came off, and it it spun around like a uh, like a helicopter, like a, almost like a spinning shield. So awesome! He was the first Transformers toy that I really had. That was like Beast Wars, and ah, so good. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault the dinosaur that cocks a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Raptor that that's packing heat. A very sad moment. They all give him a, a big salute. And Optimus has this great speech where he says, he lived a warrior, died a hero, let his spark join the Matrix, the greatest of Cybertron. And then it flies up and becomes a star. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty good way to go out there. Pretty crazy battle. Uh uh, that was my favorite part of the episode was uh, Dinobot just taking on the entire bad guys and just yeah, totally just kicking ass. While he's dying, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's literally dying the whole time. And he, you know, his inner whatever is like, you know, return to form or or stasis will set in. He's like, override. It's so cool. <laughs> just just tough. Going out like a man. He takes Waspinator's head and rams it into Rampage's cannon. <laughs> There was a lot of cameos of characters in this, but you probably you saw Black Arachnia. There's also another one who's basically the Dinobot of the other side of the Predacons. He's a giant fire ant. His name's Inferno. He looks so awesome. I, I love the designs on these. These are so cool. They absolutely spoke to me as a kid, and so much so that I... They remade all of them like as new Transformers in the past three years, and they're ungodly expensive. But I, I had to get them. Do you have any of the uh, the series, any of the toys from the '90s, or do you not have any? They just don't. They don't look as good. Like the technology's so much better, and like the engineering on them is incredible now. Like Rat Trap, he's the perfect size. He's in scale with them. Like he fits in the palm of my hand, but he can transform perfectly. Like. They just look so awesome now. Um, they've remade some of the the 90s ones, like literally the ones that came out then. They just kind of look, they look shitty compared to the new ones. And then we get an epilogue, which uh, this was set up earlier, which is a pretty cool bit where uh, the Neanderthal man, he finds that Stormbreaker pretty much that, Dinobot had created, and he uh, gets all excited because he can crack open a coconut with it. And then that damn snake comes back. But this time, he knocks that snake into the middle of next week. <laughs> he does that. And then he like, oh, he celebrates. <laughs> he, he's 
<laughs> Dinobot is the cause for humanity. He taught us how to use tools. Without Dinobot, we wouldn't be here. And uh, the final shot is the, the, the Neanderthal man, he like looks up at the screen and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have Transformers Beast War Code of Hero. All of that in 22 minutes. Well, they didn't, uh, they didn't, they didn't waste time. Like, uh, once Dinobot knew what was going on, he jumps right into the thick of things. <laughs> and like every episode's like that. Always a massive battle. There's never dilly-dallying. There's like straight to it fighting constant for, I don't even know how many episodes there are. It's probably like 40 episodes. And it was kind of a good idea because Dinobot earlier, uh, he did, he did a thing about how it was almost like why bother that the, the future set in stone, but he was going to fight anyway. And not knowing that, you know, he actually was going to his actions. Had he not done that, might not have ever created the humans that led to the defeat of the Decepticon. Right? Oh, listen, listen to you getting it. Now you get it. <laughs> now you get it. Once, and I got to say, once uh, the longer I watched, the more I was starting to put the pieces together, what was going on. I was very confused. I don't deny it at the beginning of the episode. But... Uh, I knew you would be because we're literally. <laughs> two seasons into it at this point. There was one character in there. He's uh, he's what's known as a, a fusor. It's where two animals get fused together as they, uh, you know, whatever it is, the, the Allspark like makes them into a Transformer. Uh, there were some really cool ones. There was like a, uh, what was it? Like a wolf with a falcon. So there's a wolf with falcon wings. But the one that was in this episode was Quick Strike. He's a scorpion and a cobra. So his tail is a cobra's head. Oh, I was wondering about that. Like, yeah, he, he was like, it looked like he was two things at one. I was wondering what was going on there. Yeah. So there was a whole like kind of race of them that was like fusors where there were two animals mixed together. And he was, his name's Quick Strike. And what a cool toy. I had I had that one when I was a kid. That that was an awesome toy. Now, how long had, had you seen this recently or had it been a long time since you rewatched this? I rewatched it probably in 2021, like right before that awful uh, Netflix adaptation came out. <laughs> um, and it was on like Tubi, so it was free and it was just anyone could watch it whenever. So I just sat there and I I binged, you know, the first two or three seasons. Because I had fallen off by the time, like the 1999 season rolled around, I was I was probably about, what 10, 11 years old. I was I was out of it, full on into Stone Cold Steve Austin at that point. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go right to the ranking system so we can discuss the good and the bad. We're going to our spectrometer right now. Anyone new to the show, Spectrometer, we rank what we just saw. Zero Spectros is garbage. Four Spectros is just doesn't get any better. Max Smashmaster, what are you going to rank? Code of Hero. Four. For me, four. Like, I get excited thinking about it. I get excited looking at the toys. I get excited about Beast Wars all the time. And this is like the pinnacle of Beast Wars. It finished the story that was set up. 18 episodes earlier like you can't ask for more than that in like a good serialized story for me at least and without them there wouldn't be humans so 
I am gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go three. I'm only. T- I'm only taking points off for the really dated animation. Understood. Like, was... And if that's it, then that's totally fine. The animation the sto- is trash. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Story's good. I like the character, especially Dinobot. I like the action. I thought the story was actually well written, and uh, I thought it was. I liked to. They didn't hold back. No, yeah. they they absolutely do not hold back. The whole thing is like that. It, they can really beat each other up pretty good in this because it's just like chunks of metal flying off them. And this show won an Emmy, a daytime Emmy at that, but an Emmy nonetheless. Hey, hey. You know what it won it for? Uh, best Sprint Animation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like best written, best screenplay, best <laughs> for, for for advancements in an animation. <laughs> well, I'm sure that it was groundbreaking at the time. It was the only thing on TV that looked like it. And Sailor Moon was on right after this, and I was like, I can't wait go to go to school. <laughs> I will, um, like I said, yeah, I'll give it a three. The only I only take points off because the extremely dated animation. Other than that, I I was enjoyable. I would probably watch more of this. You you should watch the first episode just to get the context of it. It's 22 minutes. But the first episode is, I mean, I explained pretty much the whole thing to you, but it's uh, it's awesome. It sets it up perfectly. So uh, what did you think out there? Did you like it better than us? Did you like it worse? Let me know what you thought of Beast Wars, Coda Heroes, Code of Hero, I should say. It couldn't even be named better, like the Code of a Hero. Just Code of Hero. <laughs> so uh, go to my social media. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Spectro and follow me while you're there. You can find me on Facebook, Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse, and uh, follow me there as well. And if you even so desire, you can find me on Hive. I'm on Hive at Matt Spectro, all lowercase letters. Max, good to have you back. It's been uh, too long. We shouldn't have waited this long. No, we should do it again. I have another one in mind that we can do. So let's hear it. And the X-Men. I've never done it on all 105, 106 episodes. I've never done that particular cartoon. So Give a I'll, little teaser just to tantalize the, uh, the taste buds of the fans listening. You know, This is a one-season show. It got canceled after one season. But it is also thought of as the best X-Men cartoon that there is really the storytelling. Yeah. It's eight episodes and it it actually sets up age of apocalypse, but they never did it. That's what they were going to do on their second season. And it got canceled and it's just, it's just concise. It ends at the end and that's it. And it's, it's a, it's a great show. We should, we should watch one of those. All right. I will officially put that on hold for your return episode. All right. In two years on the day, we'll do it. <laughs> August 23rd, 2025. We're just part of the show where I like to say free plug time. Sometimes not always, but uh, my guest has something to plug. Scott, or I should say Max, the floor is yours. Plug anything and anything you'd like to plug. Sure. So there may be a little bit of crossover, seeing as that we're all, we're, we're both current slash former professional wrestlers are around the res- professional wrestling realm. And also to have a little bit of love for comic books and superheroes and those kind of stories and storytelling. I would suggest that you check out rad pro wrestling. 
that's my professional wrestling company. It's based a lot off of, you know, the 1990s uh, Saturday morning cartoon uh, style of professional wrestling where there's a lots of crazy characters. There's a lots of color. It's actually even based in 1994. So when you show up at the show, we take a little bit of time traveling back to 1994 and we have a fun wrestling show. And then you go back to your normal day-to-day life. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, on Instagram and Facebook, Rad Pro Wrestling, and on Twitter at Rad Pro Wrestle. That's R-A-D-P-R-O-R-A-S-S-L-E, uh, because I accidentally screwed up making the first handle, and it got blocked because I used my phone number and my other Twitter's blocked. Not for weird things. I just said I was going to powerbomb someone. But <laughs> Twitter doesn't like it when you take the power out of bomb. Um, so, yeah. Uh, other than that, you can follow Max Smashmaster, but he is a nearly retired professional wrestler, as he should be. Uh, moved on to the promoting, uh, stressing, and uh, working realm of professional wrestling. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, if, uh, I want to thank everyone who's joined us and. uh if you ever have any suggestions for episodes or topics you'd like to hear or maybe you'd like to be on the show, go to any of my social medias and give me a follow while you're there. I appreciate it. If you could also uh, subscribe to my podcast, I appreciate it. Maybe give me a five-star review. Do whatever you can. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you joining us. Max, once again, thank you for joining us. What's coming up next week? Uh, I I am working on i have two episodes i'm trying to book right now one is plastic man and one is a little bit of outside of the box uh doing a rick and morty episode okay um uh, i've been going back and forth with my guests hopefully hopefully <laughs> that's uh those are gonna happen and i'm gonna have those uh scheduled and squared away i'm i'm a, for once in my life i'm ahead of schedule with my recording so that's nice. I think I'm going to happen. Look to social media and I'll, uh, I'll let you know what's going on there. Um, and I'm bad. And I hope everyone enjoys uh, going back to school. Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to see you next week for another exciting episode of Met Spectro. Cool Multiverse, everyone. See you.